just gravel fell. Jory found him guilty. Gave him 16 years in hell. That's right, 16 years in hell, that poor bugger. Here I am back again, it's Martin Donnan bringing you 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes with range anxiety. Now I've had some feedback this week and some of you have been complaining that I'm a bit grumpy. Who would have thought such a thing? So today, you know, we've just started noticing there's a few new uh, COVID cases in Adelaide and we're not into a lockdown yet, but I think we might be soon. So today I'm, I'm going to bring you something happy. I'm sitting here with probably the happiest bloke I know overall, and probably one of the best cooks I know, so he makes me happy as well as him being happy. So. His name's David Munro. Welcome to the show, David. How you going, boss? <laughs> boss. <laughs> no one's boss. Um, David has a pretty cool background in cars. Cool in a happy way, not cool in a sort of long-suffering way like me, where all I've been forced to do is slave on them with very little enjoyment. This guy's gone out and enjoyed. Now, before we get into this, though, before we get into this, what I'm about to tell you is 100%, and what Dave says is 100% fictional. These things never happened, and we're just making this up so that all of you guys and girls out there listening in, in listener land, stay happy. And to my American listeners, I know there's lots of you, this is how batshit crazy us Aussies are. David, tell me about your first car. Okay, that'd have to be an LC, little coupe. It's a Tirana, a GM. Yeah. GM, yeah. Yeah. And uh, sick burnout machine. <laughs> what <laughs> every every car I had was always always set up to do burnouts. Uh, <laughs> what what drivetrain was in it? Uh, that was only a red motor. So it's and a Holden that, Six. Yes, yes, yeah, Holden Six. And that can't do a burnout. Oh, it did because we didn't have any back brakes. <laughs> <laughs> How many diffs uh, did it go through? Oh, three or four. I would say we're just chunking those yeah, things, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, until we put a nine inch in it, of course. Did you weld them? Yes. Weld them? Yeah, no, lock, lock them. No. The diffs. No. So I was just single pegging its head off. Yeah, but but because you know how to drive, you can get anything to do two wheelers. <laughs> okay, so you were like the godfather of the VNV6 boys then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. obviously, um, after wasting a nine inch on a Holden Red motor, yes. you moved up to something a little more serious. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oldsmobile in an HQ Ute, three, uh, 350 out of a 76 Cutlass. So is that actually like a Chev 350? Well, no, 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 they're different. completely different head setup, and probably better. Yeah, absolutely. Talk monster used to sit at about two eight in Top Gear Turbo four hundred, just just above the stall, smoking the tires until they popped. Yeah, and what body was it in? That was an HQ Ute. So it was a, it's like a, a El Camino. My American listeners, what's that, how many horsepower did it have? Four hundred on the fly. So what would you actually do when you went out and drove? This was a street car on this, right. on this mythical street that doesn't exist that you never drove on. That's correct. Any yeah. any time we pulled up at a set of lights, it was an opportunity to uh, fill the intersection full of smoke. <laughs> now, tell me, there was a little story about a $100 bill. Yeah, that was a WB Caprice we had with a big block in it. Um, LS7, power glide, 9-inch. Um, so LS7, it's not like the LS7 you kids today are thinking it is. LS7 was like a 454 or something, wasn't that's it? That's correct. School. Yes, yes, yes. So it's a, big, a, a proper, proper big block, a BBC. That's correct, yes. Right. And that had 560 at the fly and 
525 foot pounds, but just an absolutely sweet ride. So it's like a long wheelbase limo y kind of thing for those that don't know what a state is, or a Caprice, sorry. Yes. There's no way to upset a statesman owner or Caprice owner more than by calling it a statesman, slightly lower trim level. Um, and so it, it was a sedan, it wasn't a, a ute, it wasn't That's a pickup. Correct. So yes. what did you actually do with the stupid thing? Oh, we used to just. Uh, drive it with the sole intention of scaring other motorists because it had no exhaust. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, set up to run. It ran 11 O's. What sort of mile an hour can you remember? Uh, well, it didn't have a speedo. I took the dash out and it just had an alloy panel with a taco. But it must have been in the mid-120s at the drags. It would have had Oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to make that absolutely. Sort of ET. Yeah. yeah, we ran 411s in the diff, so that would it used to get to about 125. 130, but uh, just the noise of this thing. Because <laughs> we did the usual, we had 17 and a half inch drag pipes hanging yep. off the collectors, and we used to drive it on the street like that. So he used to set off car alarms whenever he drove past, we drove down a street. Okay, so you just, you say, right, okay, it's a Saturday afternoon, I'm feeling happy because I'm Dave the happy guy, I'm going out for a cruise. How long would it normally take before there was a burnout? Uh as soon as we got out of the local suburbs, I'd pull up at a set of lights and give, give it some jandle, <laughs> as McLaughlin would love to say. <laughs> and so tyres, you know, how the tyre shop obviously knew you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Kumo's, um, TA's, the old school ones. Oh, goodness me, who who can remember the S330 Eagers? Yeah, what about Real yeah. Men Smoke Eagers? Remember that no, ad? No, no, no. We used to smoke J60s, the M&H's. They, uh, they smell amazing. Yeah, but they're actually like a grippier tyre. They're a proper tyre. But when you've got a decent amount of torque, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but if you're in a red motor, you wouldn't have been smoking oh, M&H's. Oh, and... no, no, no. That was on the, that <laughs> yeah, was on that the compressor. Yeah, that was proper. And that's why we used to put a $100 note on the, on the dash for the passenger. And then every time we took off from a set of lights, the game was that if you grabbed the 100 bucks, you could have it. Except that no one ever did. <laughs> did anybody because, actually try though? Yeah, but you just couldn't. You know, when you're running that sort of power and had the usual 90 10s in the front, the suspension set up beautifully, so it used to hook up with a cloud of smoke, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, you couldn't physically lean forward to grab the 100 bucks because. Uh, as mates used to tell me, they felt like their guts were getting squished against the spawn. <laughs> <laughs> as long as no one actually threw up in it, that's probably uh, a good thing. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. So you never lost your 100. You were, you, were, never you, you were very lucky that 100 just didn't come back itself and fall in their lap. No, well, no, that didn't happen either. No, you're very, very fortunate. So probably the most memorable burnout in that thing? Uh, I think that would have been John at a test and tune day at the track that's uh, Adelaide International Raceway back in the day for those that know. <laughs> Rest in peace. And uh, John thought he'd done a really good test run and then uh, we showed him the video and he'd smoked it the length of the track. Right, he just wasn't aware. No, just, just um, I think that was one of the first big block engine cars he'd driven. Yeah. And it just, even Daddy was what? just like, what are you doing, But bro? that just screwed him for life, because after that, yeah. just everything had to be a big that's, one. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, like, when you walk around now, if it's under 500 cubes, like, just get out. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> what became of that thing, in the end? Um, I, I haven't seen it for years. I'm hoping that one day we some, someone can find it, and um, we'll have to reinvest some time and, just and get bite, it back to its former glory. Right back, so you just sold it on to someone. Yes, yeah, yeah, it got sold off. Did anything good replace it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> absolutely. I think the uh, the HQ Ute was the one that I really enjoyed driving because that was a burnout monster and we used to smoke a set of tyres pretty much every weekend. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, now, I've heard some rumours, and I did mention this on our very first Epicast, that there was a bunch of lunatics north of Adelaide that you may or may not have been a part of. But what they would do is once they'd done one of these horrific Top Gear smoky burnouts, they would then go and collect the rubber. Tell me how that used to happen, if you've ever heard of this scene. Yes, yes, there was a group of us that used to have a dustpan and brush <laughs> really? in one of the vehicles. And we used to <laughs> collect up containers of rubber just so that we could uh, smell it later just to get the aroma. <laughs> so, no, but you were telling me earlier that you used to line them up. That's correct. Yeah, we had dates in there and which car and what brand of tyre. The brand of tyre was very important because different compounds smell different after the fact. Oh, is that right? Oh, absolutely. Just, just no old smell like yes. burning rubber. No, no uh, rubber, rubber ain't rubber. <laughs> so it's a bit like red wine maybe uh well it's the bogan version of yeah <laughs> <laughs> bogan juice um yeah so you would have these things lined up uh in a, a kitchen of all places i believe <laughs> yeah we shouldn't uh, really be saying yeah, that no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rubber never killed no one no no, no. actually my nana always said rubber is safe but, yeah. <laughs> 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 but but yeah so you didn't, I mean, obviously you collected all of this rubber and it was cool and you put like a little label on them so you knew what was what around right them with a yeah. texture, but yeah. you never actually went and smelt it again. Oh, we you? used to, yeah. yeah. What yeah. sort of uh, made you grow out of that? <laughs> um, probably getting married. <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, smelling burnout rubber is probably better than being married, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. That, that is all really cool stuff. Now, you're telling me a little story earlier that may or may not be true about what colours HQ was that the red one that's the red HQ GTS but it was kind of like two-tone well yeah at the back yeah after doing the burnouts we um I used to put Vaseline on the rear guard so that you could get the rubber off more easily petroleum jelly for our American yes, friends yeah, yeah Dave Dave's a bit of a specialist with that compound yeah put a bit of, <laughs> <laughs> of vas on there uh, that way the rubber didn't affect the paint either it didn't it wouldn't damage the paint as much and you were telling me you would like you know do around the wheel wells everything with petroleum well, jelly well we didn't we didn't need to put so much in there because we had Steinschlag in there which is a great compound those of you that would know um which was black anyway so that wasn't a huge issue but Especially when you're turning the tyres at that sort of speed, because the yeah. average burnout within that ute, the tyres would be, well, would be sitting on over 100 mile an hour yeah. still. So yeah. the rubber tends to go 20 feet beyond you. Yeah. <laughs> and like up walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bessel block walls that look great with a 13 or 14 foot uh, dual black strip up them. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, obviously, the problem when you do a burnout in a car, and I know this from my limited experience, is that the smell hangs around in the car for ages. Absolutely. Basically stains the uh, the lovely uh, sports seats you got in there. They, they stink of rubber for life. Yeah. And so what happens is, you know, 10 minutes after doing one, if you so happen to be pulled over, there is no, and uh, Officer Plod sticks his head in, the 5 stick their head in the window. They're going to know what you've been doing. You can't avoid that. And I never, ever have been pulled over. What do you mean? Never. I must be uh, just a lucky individual, I guess. Well, I mean, but 
What? But no one ever like rang up and reported you. Well, you never actually did it. That's why you've never no, been there pulled we go. over. There we go. It's all made up. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. But you see, times have changed now, particularly in South Australia. I mean, you must have been living in. Um, Paraguay when you were doing this. <laughs> no, um, it's just because now we're old. We were doing it when we were younger and the street was a more uh, hospitable place for hooligans. But I think also it's because we're getting a bit older that we become more conservative. Like old people, like really old people like me, don't want to do anything dangerous, you know, in case they hurt themselves or in case they die. And it's like, look, you haven't got that long to go anyway. Get out there and do it. Absolutely. You know I mean? Smoke some tyres. But young people who have got everything to lose are the people that don't want to do, oh sorry, that do want to do these cool and semi-dangerous things. So what's your, what's your advice to a young, um, budding, burnout um, kid these days? Well, you've got to be careful uh, and it's probably best to do it on a farm, get a yep. country property, put a big concrete pad in and go your hardest. Learn the craft. That's correct. Um, obviously, racetracks are great, but I think uh, doing it at your leisure, on a private property that's gated, of course. Uh, then you can cut loose and um, make sure you got the meat turning on the charcoal before you get started. <laughs> <laughs> the meat turning on the charcoal. There's always a way with David of introducing and working, cooking in with cars. Now, which brings me on to a probably a more serious subject. Dave is a spe- There's no one I know of, and probably very few people in this country that tow more things than Dave does and when you tow stuff around for a living in a variety of different tow cars from what Denali's and stuff through to Isuzu's through to Holden Colorado's whatever safety is is really really paramount now I see you I saw you actually get upset the world's happiest man get upset the other day because the brake lights didn't work when you're towing something so you know you never leave like the property or never take off on your trip without checking absolutely everything, right? Yeah, double checks and triple checks because when you're driving, you just can enjoy the drive and driving the conditions is everything. Um, case in point, when I used to tow my race cars around with the HQ Ute, the red HQ Ute, that yep. was a sick burnout machine, <laughs> we had that set up so that at a set of lights, I used to be able to do a burnout with the race car on the trailer behind the Ute. So we used to be able to smoke the tyres and then take off with the race car. That's pretty good. Yeah. You see kids today, they take that one step further and there'll be someone in the race car doing a burnout That's on the correct. trailer. Yes. Yeah, but you, you, we were never that organised back no, then. No. And I, I don't believe I've ever actually seen in the wild someone towing a car doing a burnout in the tow car. I mean, I'm sure those videos exist on YouTube, but in the wild coming across it? We might have to set one up, I think. I think that, <laughs> I, I think that, I think that's a pretty stupid <clears throat> thing. Um, but a great thing, and again, this is what kids miss out on today. What's the biggest trailer mishap you've ever had, or allegedly? Yeah, l- losing a trailer back... I've done it. Back when I was learning uh, about putting clips in uh, in hitches. Yeah, and uh, yeah, lost an empty car trailer. Thank goodness, and uh, yeah, straight through a guy's fence. But you learn these things. The skill was getting the car out of the way when I realised the detachment had occurred. <laughs> detachment, um, so that we didn't have any damage to the to the lovely Juco. But uh, <laughs> but the trailer, um, to this day, that gentleman's fence is still damaged. <laughs> <laughs> but you did get out and pay him for it. Oh, I did. You did the right yeah, thing. There, there was a cashier involved there, um, but uh, he he since. 
25 years later has still not repaired that fence. <laughs> right. So you would obviously have a pretty um, a pretty good, uh, you, you'd have your own opinion on, you know, back in the day we used to be able to get, you know, Cortina TC six cylinders, Holden red motor things, but anything Holden or Ford V8 and do burnouts in them. Now today they're making this more and more impossible. Like you're sitting in this electric microwave oven that will not, under any circumstances, even though it's got put the power on the door to do it, you just can't spin wheels anymore. And more and more two-wheel drive cars are becoming like that as well, where you can't turn off the nannies altogether. Um, do you think that's a bad thing? What, 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 what do you actually think of that, seriously? I think, most importantly, you need to be able to turn things off on separate buttons. Having to get into the mode of a vehicle to be able to turn things off is most frustrating. So yes. when you've got a vehicle where you can just turn the ESP off and turn the traction control off on a button, then you can do a burnout at a second's notice. That's right. most important. Well, even having, your having access to tire smoke is is most necessary to be a happy human. But you see, my kids or their kids will grow up probably never knowing that, and you'll be some bunch of old dinosaurs that do this horrible antisocial. That's cool, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. it is. They'll, they'll never know what they missed out on. You no. know. Well, by that time, they're not going to have. Um, gasoline guzzlers, as we call them. Yeah, well, it's straight funny because obviously the way a car sounds is very important to you. Oh, absolutely. The ability to do a burnout is very important to you. Yeah, you've got to smell tire smoke. The ability to use an excessively wasteful, um, terrible amount of fuel is important to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about your brother then being like the biggest... Uh, like number of Teslas owned probably in Australia. Yeah, but see, he, he feng shui's that beautifully with an equally um, significant number of big blocks that are able to do burnouts anytime you want because they're old school and they don't have buttons that you have yeah. to press off. So I think he covers that well. Um, I think he covers that beautifully. Yeah, he does actually. He tries to play both sides of the fence. Because we've got big blocks on <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, we, oh, we've got about six at the moment. I think that's enough, isn't it? Does that cover the... Yeah, the, it, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. I think yeah. what you're doing is like a carbon offset. Thing. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, the keeper out of the group, if you were to select one out of the current range that is hanging around here in front of you, no matter who owns it, which one? I think we all absolutely adore the 55 Chevy. 502, <coughs> Turbo 4... It's just a sweet ride, 500 horsepower on the knocker. It's got enough that you can enjoy driving it. It's certainly not a drag car, but it's it's the sweetest cruiser I think we've ever owned. I've uh, only been in that once, and it, you know it was a nice, comfortable thing. You know, it's like a big bloody lounge chair. Well, that's you know, why we yeah. call it. That's why we call it the limousine. Does it do a skid? It does. Have you done one in it? I have. Are the other owners aware of that? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't do huge skids in a car like that. You just get a nice little whisper smoke and you're off. It's not um, something that you'd want to spend a lot of time doing because the paintwork is so nice. And considering the 55 Chevy, for those of you that are familiar with the, the shoebox. Is that what the they're way, called? Yeah, the 55 four-door. Yep, yep. Um, the, the way the rear guards are so low around the wheels, it's not a car that I would ever want to pop a tyre on because it, you're going to damage something and you don't yeah, want to damage yeah, that absolutely. beautiful wheel. That body line does not want to be damaged. That car is built for cruising and that's why we love doing it. So obviously you pop tyres before and you've damaged shit. Absolutely. 
like rear quarters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You got to make sure no one's standing in the in the vicinity because they're going to cop some rubber right to the forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's probably more dangerous than dinos. But but you see these guys today because you know doing a burnout when you did it was like when you were doing them back in the day. It was like a cool spontaneous thing. That's and great. now it's all organised competitions and they do they do like weird shit like what they call fire burnouts and stuff. You've yeah, seen all of that obviously. Yes, yes. I'm not a big fan. I think the the beautiful part about a spontaneous burnout yep. out on the street is that you don't have to be smoking the tyres for five minutes. A five minute burnout gets boring. Yeah. The lovely 14 second power drive away from a set of lights with two perfectly orchestrated lines, that's artwork. Which never happened, yeah. 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 Which never happened. So, yeah, no. burnout competitions are now, they, they remind me a bit more of like drifting where it's just, it, it's, it's, it's not a, it's kind of like an, you know, like an art, like a choreographed art form yes. thing and, you know, yes. they swing them within like, you know, an inch of the wall and all of this sort which, of stuff. Which I think is absolutely sensational. It's fun to watch. Treat, I don't know how yeah. they bloody see. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Or and breathe. Well, well, well practiced. Well practiced, of course. But that all started from burnouts. Burnouts are the cornerstone of being a petrol head. Well, it's a bit like meat in your diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the cornerstone of being a petrol head. Well, I must admit, it is probably five years since I've done a burnout of any note. Well, see, you've got withdrawals. You, you need is that to, what's wrong with you me? You need to smoke some tyres, and then there will be no more grumpy bum. And there will be no more like <laughs> driving this electric shit thinking you're cool. Well, I don't know, but that's your carbon offset. You need to drive this and then you need to jump in uh, probably that HK, I think, would do do quite nice. Okay, so I want to build myself a car then, Dave. I want to get a car that does burnouts. Um, where am I going to start? What what are you going to help me here? What are you going to tell me about? Absolutely. Buy? You need to have a big block. Small blocks, are great. Block? Small blocks are great, they rev, they're beautiful, but as I mm. found from that LS7 we had in the yep. WV Caprice, that thing, we used to take that to 7.5, if you build it right, but you've got to have a big block, and you've got to have the right suspension set up. If you go too soft in the rear, it just puts more pressure on your driveline components, so having the package is everything, and your trans has got to be built well. Yeah, yeah, There's no I doubt see that. that. How, yeah. big, how big in the stall? Well, you don't want to go smaller than 10 inch. There's no point in having an 8 inch converter in the car that you're trying to do burnouts because you want it You want it to hook up quick. Yeah. So a 10 inch converter is about as small as you'd ever go. You could even start with an 11. Naturally, the torque of a big block affects how they, the end yeah. result of your stall speed anyway. You don't need much of a big stall with a big need, block. You don't need a big stall. Full Not of these gutless things that no. you need, like, four grand stalling. And, and power glide's fine. You don't need three gears. You just want to get to top gear quick and smoke those tyres. Exactly, because people that do burnouts in anything but top gear are weak. Oh, yeah. If you're not in top gear, what are you doing? Yeah, that's right. Because you don't get the wheel speed, you don't no. get the smoke production, no. and you don't get the bragging rights. You need to be doing 100 mile an hour to get the smoke. And, yeah. and the, the noise. Oh, the noise. A big, a, a big block on full noise, sweetest thing you can ever hear. But of course, we you won't be bouncing limiters because we won't put a limiter in it. No, no, You've just no, got no, to modulate it. Is that but, how you used to do it with the foot? But I always had, I always had uh, a seven and a half chip in the big block in the WB. Oh, in your MSD, and, yeah, yeah, MSD six L, yeah, 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 old yeah. school, yeah, old My school, God, old school MSD six L. Some of you remember those? Programs. Oh yeah, but. Um, yeah, you use your foot. You're the professional driver. You sit on about, you know, six one, six two, and you 
you you accomplish what you're after is yeah. a cabin full of smoke and you have to shut everything down and go for a run so you can get some fresh air. Well, David, this has been absolutely excellent talking to you today. Now, more to the point, you're going back to the kitchen in a minute because making smoke, whether it's off a charcoal grill or off tyres, is part of your life. What's on the cards for dinner later, you reckon? I'm going to do some... Meat? Chili-crusted uh, chicken thigh fillets. My goodness. Yeah, a little bit just of step us, Just step us very quickly through before we go the preparation in, in 20 seconds. I'm going to make up a marinade, some fresh chilli, some garlic, a little bit of ginger, uh, cracked pepper, of course, and a little bit of honey. Give it a bit of sweetness in there, a bit of seasoning. Got to have some salt. And then that's going to marinate for a couple of hours before we put it in the oven at high heat to get a nice crust on it. So when you put it in your mouth, it's crunchy on the outside, but soft in the middle. David, thank you very much for being on Range Anxiety. And, and listeners, if we go into lockdown, which I think we're going to, we'll do some more solo stuff very soon. Thanks for listening.